And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and you're very welcome to another We Are Me podcast with Damien Rusper and Nikki Brennan and it was a very eventful weekend of football in the Mead Championship calendar. Davey Rusper, it was the semi-finals of all three adult men's football competitions and I suppose you don't really see that too often in counties where they have all of the, the, the three grades, the three main grades, senior, intermediate and junior, all on the one weekend. But it makes it out to be a festival of football from Friday right through until the bank holiday Monday. Yeah, amazing. Absolutely brilliant weekend. And I suppose the crowds probably reflected that and the interest across the board. Um, absolutely, yeah. And there was Premier Finals sandwiched in between that as well, you know, on the Saturday and Sunday before the senior games, which worked well because the clubs involved actually were out in the senior after that. So it kind of made it a double header, for example, with Dunboyne on Saturday and then Ratoth were in the Premier Final yeah. on uh, Sunday as well before their seniors so great and it all started I suppose on Friday night with a, a classic in the Junior Championship between St Ultons and the Vincents uh, so that really set the tone from an early stage Mickey Yeah it really did and, and we said it on last week's podcast that you know it was set up for a few um, uh, shock results let's just say um, you know like there's a, there's a few results we'll get them now in a few minutes where you kind of are slightly shocked, but if you look at it and you look at it as a whole, you kind of can say, well, it wasn't that big of a shock. But for the for the general public, you wouldn't be really interested in, in GEA, but would know the big hitters and stuff like that. They would have been going, Jesus, they lost. But when you look into it a little bit deeper, you know that the, the signs were there, David. Yeah, it didn't didn't exactly send shockwaves around the county. The likes of Wolf Tones win. Obviously, people were, you know, um, alerted by it and that's the one that sort of jumped off the page but I don't think too many people would have said with the the injuries and unavailabilities for Ratoth that you could call it a major shock, shock considering how well Wolf Tones have gone this year um, and I suppose the other one um, the, the minor one probably then is Oldcastle beating Rakeni maybe as well and then obviously Curaha and Balnebracki preserving their intermediate or senior statuses rather um, brilliant weekend for the pair of those and they, they plunge to massive uh, senior heavyweights into a relegation final against each other. Yeah, and uh, Davey, you couldn't see it coming, so you couldn't. Um, you know, maybe it's a shock to you, but, you know, I, I, I did... Uh, well, we'll go on to our predictions later on in our um, our reviews over on our Loyal Royals podcast, but just for our listeners out there, I got seven out of nine results right in the weekend. Davey had a measly five out of nine. You know, we, I said it to you last week, Davey, well, the week before last, you know, the, the, the group stages and all that, you're great at getting the results. But when it gets to the nitty gritty, the knockout stages of football, that's when I come into my own, David. 
It's amazing because of the amount of football you watch compared to me, Mickey. I don't know how you managed to do it, but uh, yeah, fair juice. <laughs> yeah, but I, I've seen an awful lot of football in my lifetime, Davey. So, you know, that's that's the difference, you know. Yeah, you know, you've, you've, been, you've been 20 it's, years it's, it's now, in fairness. Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but look, Davey, we're going we're gonna to kick it off. We're going to actually go to the um, uh, Key Pack Ladies Championship results from the weekend. And of course, they were... They were at semi-final stage as well. Yeah, it was a festival of football throughout the course of the weekend, Mickey, and uh, it lended itself for a brilliant um, Super Sunday is what they were calling it. Semi-final Super Sunday was what Fergal Harney, the Mead Ladies PRO, termed it. Um, and he sent us a, a very comprehensive report through of all the games and he said, um, Sunday saw our QPAC-sponsored Senior Intermediate and Junior A Club Championship semi-finals down for decision in a six-game day out in Dungani, which is absolutely amazing. Um, the Junior A semi-finals results. First one up, Screen 7-19, Manalvi 1-15, and Dulik Bellustown 2-7, St. Pat's 3-8. The crowds turned up in their droves starting at noon with the two junior semi-finals uh, where Screen and St. Pat's both booked their place in the final. Screen will be hoping to go one better after losing out to Clannagale in the championship final last year. And with seven goals today and a hat-trick from Brona Sheridan, they will go into the game in buoyant form and full of confidence. But St. Pat's had a great win over Delique Bellews in another cracking contest and will be looking to bring back the Junior A Cup back to Stamullen. So uh, that sets up that final between Screen, managed by Mick O'Dowd. They'll go into that game as hot favourites, no doubt. Um, um, they'll, they'll take on St. Pat's. Um, plenty of county players on show across the board as well. Of course, you have Emma White um, involved with the Pats too. So it um, should be a fascinating final. Yeah, really well. And and and, and Rona Sheridan has been an unbelievable addition to that screen team. Um, and and probably has been a little bit of a difference this year. She's got county credentials as well. She played for Cavan for many years. She's an unbelievable baller and she has been immense. Now, look, that whole screen team have been brilliant this year. I think that she has just brought it on to the next level for screen this year. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, they have a great bit of youth coming through as well. Um and obviously with Mick at the helm, he's a, he's a hugely kind of, um, it's, it's a coup really to have somebody like Mick O'Dowd involved, yeah. you know, at that level and stuff. Um, but yeah, she's she's been sensational. Only a couple of points in that game at halftime and they pulled away in the second half. The goals probably put a bit of gloss on, I think. Manalvi probably feel aggrieved by the, the final scoreline, but they've done well. That's their first year up in Junior A. They only won the Junior B last year, you know, so to get to the semi-final is good going from them. Moving on to the intermediate, Mickey. It was two games which were incredibly close, both of them. The first one, St. Colm Kills 2-14, D-Rangers 3-8 after extra time. So uh, St. Colm Kills winning out by three points after extra time, D-Rangers. And in the other game, this was incredible. Navin O'Mahony's 1-17, Retote 3-11 after extra time. That's a draw, after extra time. O'Mahony's won that game by four penalties to two. In, wow. penalty, in a penalty shootout incredible so the final has been eventually decided after two extra time games and one that went to penalty freeze as a supporter you certainly got your money's worth with two tight and well contested games and last throw of the dice scores in both matches took the games to extra time that never seen or showed against Cork was apparent today but they're eventually they eventually, there had to be a winner. And O'Matney's and Column Kills, who face off now in the final, will certainly give us a real treat of a game. Really looking forward to this one, says Fergal. Um, absolutely remarkable, Mickey. Um, you want to talk about evenly matched 
teams in, in semi-finals that looked no further than that um, penalty freeze um, in the in the Omatnys game to get through. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. And Omatnys are riding on the crest of a wave at the moment. They've really come on and leaps and bounds in the last few years. They won the ju- junior just a couple of years ago, Davey. Was it last year they won the junior or a couple of yeah. years ago? Yeah, I think it was last year. Last year, yeah, I think. Yeah, and uh, you know, bolstered by the, the the few county players um, that they have, you know, they've they've really come on in leaps and bounds. That's a brilliant, brilliant uh, first year and intermediate for 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 Navanomatnis. Yeah, and they'll play D Rangers, who have, uh, or sorry, they won't play D Rangers. They'll play St Column Kills, who are another club that have been knocking on the door for a few years uh, now. And D Rangers, you know, the 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 up and down team, they've been yeah. winning. Intermediate, being relegated and winning and whatever, like that's that's a huge win for St. Column Kills as well. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and then moving on to the senior Sanchestown back in a senior final again, three eighteen to three thirteen in a humdinger against Oldcastle. And in the other game, a little bit more straightforward, as expected, probably St. Peter's Dunboyne winning out two nineteen to two five over the Chocolate Royal Gales. Um, a comeback from the wise and seasoned Sanchestown team after being five points down at halftime again shows you that you never give up. They are now back in a senior decider since their last appearance in 2018 and rightfully deserved with their five-point victory over Oldcastle in the other game. Dunboyne made it to three senior finals in a row and will be favourites to retain their title. This Dunchocklin Royal Gales team are on the up and will take the positives out of this season's championship after coming up from intermediate ranks last year and will be one to look out for in 2022. Overall, it was a great day's football for the club supporter and the neutral supporter alike. Plenty of goals, tight games, and the weather held out. Another good day for ladies' football in the county. Yeah, yeah, absolutely brilliant. And um, I suppose Dunboyne are just a juggernaut that, that that seem to be steamrolling everybody at the moment. And you know, um, would you say they've got they've got their name on on the title? <laughs> At the minute, or you know, like it's theirs to lose, really. Isn't yeah, it? I, I couldn't see past them, Mickey. I really couldn't. I think they're when you look at the county players they have alone at their disposal, it's it's remarkable. And um, they may well have their eyes on bigger prizes, and they won't obviously come out and say that. But they'll go into county final day on county final day, of course, in Navan before the senior final. That's going yeah. to be a monumental day as well, Mickey. That was announced in the week. So, and a double header for the club for the club as well, you know, which is amazing. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, there could be there could be all sorts of celebrations, and like they only won the Premier Division One over the weekend. They're in a hurling uh, quarter final next weekend at senior level as well. So that Dunboyne club is just going from strength to strength. It could be the most remarkable years for them if uh, if they get the. Yeah, absolutely, Davy, and 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 you know, it really could, as you said, be. Um, uh, a monumental day for the club um, and you know we wish them all the very best of luck um, uh, in those finals you know Dunboyne yes might go into that as the favourites for the ladies but who knows um, you know the, the, the favourites are there to be beaten and we saw an awful lot of that in the men's football over the weekend Davy. and we're going to go to the men's results from the championships over the weekend and we're going to go to we're going to start with the junior championship now Obviously, Dunsany and Cairn Ross, that was called off due to a bout of um, COVID. Was that in the Cairn Ross camp, Davy? It, it was, Mickey, yeah, um, unfortunately. Just, and it only came about towards the latter stages of, of the week, unfortunately, because that game was down for decision on Saturday in Cortown, but it had to be pulled, I think, on Friday afternoon. So um, hopefully everyone's okay and, and both, uh, sorry, the, the players involved will be back in time for the refixture, which is uh, happened this coming weekend. 
Yeah, it's uh, we'll get to that in a, in a little while, but it will be on this Friday night, we believe. And um, so uh, the Dunsany Can Ross game didn't go ahead. The other game in the semi-final, St. Dalton's two goals and nine, St. Vincent's 16 points after extra time. Davey, I was listening to your commentary on this one. And this was a humdinger of a game. Absolutely incredible. We did say last week that St. Dalton's, this is a different St. Dalton's team. Um, you know, that, that reached last year's semi-final and bolstered by the addition of two amazing players into their midfield sector, which meant they had great scope to move players from the midfield sector to half-back or half-forward line and whatever. And it just gave them that little impetus to maybe push on this year. Um, but what an incredible game of football. Oh, it, was, it was a titanic struggle, Mickey, and it's amazing because St. Vincent's were back at the scene of the crime of their semi-final 12 months ago against Dunsany where it was similar sort of drama in that game after 16 or 17 minutes of injury time, they held on for a one-point win and it was every bit as dramatic, if not more, last Friday night. Absolutely remarkable stuff. Vincent's looked good. Um, eventually got to grip with, with Ultons after a really slow start. They must have kicked about 10 first-half wides. Fast forward, they got on top in the second half, grinded Ultons down as we sort of expected they would. And then really uncharacteristically, in the last, in injury time, Evan Connor decides to try and loft the ball over Key McBride, the tallest club footballer in the county, um, and kicks it straight to him. He bears down on goals. Mark Crawley fouls him. He had no choice but to. Um, Darren Cavanagh steps up, sticks the penalty away. Ulton's actually had a chance to win it uh, with Dar Riley, but he kicked it wide. So we go on to extra time. And to be fair to Vincent's day, you know, they reassessed and, and kind of regrouped in the little bit of a break between normal time and injury or extra time. They, they kicked on then again, looked good once again, and then Ulton struck another goal to level things up. This time, Tommy Buchanan, an amazing strike from the ground. He's a soccer player, plays with Park Villa, very talented young player, um, an incredible finish to the roof of the net. And then Vincent's haul on, Robbie Lynch, the man, Mickey, who played in Dunham or Ashburn 24 hours previous for their second team, kicked four points. He comes on and kicks the match winning score. It was fairy tale stuff. And, uh, the, Gary Rogers actually had a chance to level things up then and dropped a free short and Vincent yeah. held on in the end. Um, but what a game. Unbelievable stuff. And you're calling him Robbie Lynch. I'm calling him Roy of the Rovers Lynch. <laughs> uh, absolutely incredible stuff. Playing the night before and kicks four points for the Premier team. And then comes on the following evening to score the winner in a championship semi-final. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, we will have a full review of that game with interviews with uh, Robbie Lynch and Davy Tallon, both from uh, St. Vincent's, players from St. Vincent's there. And we also have an interview with Hugh Durrigan, the St. Vincent's manager. But uh, absolutely incredible stuff. Um, one of the results we won't have down is the Premier final that was uh, that took place on the weekend. It was Dunboyne beat Dunshockland in that one, Davy, wasn't it? Um, and you were at that game, and we have an interview with Connor Scully, the Dunboyne manager. And we also have Sean McGrath and Dean Quinn from the Dunboyne football team as well. Um, due to the fact that the, um, the Dunsany Can Ross game was off, we said we'd pull in the Premier Division 1 final uh, into that. Um, another good game, Davey Rusman. Um, and I think it was three points between the teams at the end. Yeah, really, really good. Dun- Dunboyne looked um, outstanding at stages in the first half. I think they led by eight points, but credit to Dunshockland, a very youthful Dunshockland with a little bit of experience splashed around including Queeving King, who was uh, uh, broadening around doing his thing. And 
Dunshockland fought back gamely in the second half. Uh, wind assisted, made a real good fist of it. St. Peter's Dunboyne, though, they had players in the ranks there, Mickey, that uh, were involved in the 2018 Junior A success, you know, and they sort of pulled them across the line. Lads like Sean McGrath, Jack Cox was called upon. Of course, he's the, the son of Sean, um, Darren Nolan. There was a few other guys who just kind of, Porrick Lavin, brother of Seamus, Niall Carroll, uh, Carlin, they just had a little bit more in reserve um, and a great yeah. achievement for them. I know there's a lot of talk about the Premier and that, but you could see how much it meant to the club and full credit to their supporters who were in there from an early stage. It wasn't a thing that they just got into the second half. That stand was almost packed for the start of the Premier game, which was nice to see. Could be an unbelievable year for Dunboyne um, if that's anything to go by and two more uh, senior finals to go. Um, yeah, absolutely incredible. And interesting to see Queeving King um, playing for Dunchoclin. He could be somebody that could be called upon um, in, the, in the coming weeks in a relegation final because that's something that we talked about is that maybe that's the, the little bit of experience that Dunchoclin are missing at the moment. Davey, we'll move on now to the Mead Farm Group Intermediate Championship semi-finals. Sorry, we'll go to relegation first. And uh, in Waterstown on Saturday, it was St. Pat's against Myla. St. Pat's comfortable winners here, getting two wins in a row in Intermediate Championship for the first time in a while. Uh, 2.13 to Myla's three points. And in the other game, it was Friday night at 8pm in Minalty. Got it right again. Just that's one for the Minalty lads there. Um, uh, you know, they'll be tweeting about that again. Um Kilmainham 2-6, Sidden 10 points, Davy. And uh, I suppose the Kilmainham Sidden one was the harder of the two to call. Going by form, you would have said St. Pat's after their game against Trim that they would be in pole position to come in against a Moyla team who hadn't played in six, maybe even eight weeks. But Kilmainham and Sidden, that was a harder game to call than the, the St. Pat's and Moyla game, I suppose. Yeah, it was a real grind. It wasn't at this game. Unfortunately, the relegation games kind of clashed with the semi-finals. But uh, I was talking to a couple of people who were. This is it was atrocious. It wasn't a good game at all. Um, pure and utter grind, as we kind of predicted it would be. Um, I suppose the difference was, as we kind of spoke about, Kilmainham got more of a tune from Mickey Newman than maybe Sidden did from Dara Rowe. I believe Harry Newman was tasked with the job of marking Dara Rowe and did a tremendous job. Harry's in his late 30s now, as you know. Um, and he did a sensational man-marking job on Darrow to nullify his influence. Um, but Kilmainham getting getting over the line, two goals obviously key in the overall outcome. Uh, Mickey Newman did grab one of those. And uh, full credit to Kilmainham, I have to say, Mickey, time and time again, year after year, they somehow managed to find a way to preserve their status. They're a great club with a huge ethos, um, and I'm, I'm absolutely delighted for them. It's, um, it's a sickening blow, though, for Sidden. It really is, you know. Yeah. A real sort of traditional side in Mead would have been operating in intermediate for a long, long time now. Um, but I suppose the writing was on the wall for a number of years now. Played Division One football only what two years ago, was it? Um they did, they did, yeah. And it knocked um, the stuffing out of them, you know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that they, never, just shows they never really them. recovered from 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 their time in division one. But you know, it's going to be interesting now between St. Pat's or sorry, Castleton and Sidden. Neighbours up there um, in North Mead, both going to be playing their trade in uh, junior championship. I'll tell you one thing, it's not a place I'd like to be playing football next year is that junior championship. No, it's it's going to be absolutely brutal. And 
Look, I'm probably talking North Mead down when I say this, but there's going to be a huge North Mead field to the Junior A. And mm. you look at the three teams that are coming down this year, it's Pats, Moyla and Sidden. They're three kind of really established traditional teams in North Mead. Does well, not, that Pats, kind of... not Pats. Um, oh, sorry, not Pats. Um, Moyla, Ballinlock Sid- and Sidden. Apologies. Yeah. But like, you know what I'm kind of getting at? Like, it probably shows that maybe just... It's getting harder for the rural clubs, uh, North and Avon. Unfortunately, numbers aren't what they maybe were a few years ago, and it's going to be an uphill task. But you're right, Junior A is going to be pure barbaric next year. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible. And if that isn't your cup of tea, Automore from your phone. Automore also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised Automore dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard, County Mead. Davey, um, moving on now to the semi finals proper of the um, Intermediate Championship. The Mead Farm Group Intermediate Championship. And uh, on Monday, both of these games took place on Bank Holiday Monday. 1 p.m. It was Trim versus Waterstown. Trim coming away 114 to Waterstown's 2 6 victors uh, there for Trim. And then uh, at 3 p.m., Park Tolchin, it was Oldcastle and Rath Kenny. Oldcastle winning this one 12 points to 8. Start with uh, Oldcastle and Rath Kenny. Um, briefly, Davey, um, because we both went for a Rath Kenny win here. Um, Oldcastle full value for the victory and they got all their matchups right. They did. They did, Mickey, but the game hinged on um, a couple of moments of madness early in the piece. Rakenny were awarded a penalty in the first 10 minutes of the game uh, for a foul on Keith Curtis. Keith stepped up. He was brilliantly denied by Packy Kevin in the Oldcastle goal and from the very next attack um, or from the basically the rebound from it, uh, Rakenny managed to work the ball back into the box where James Mackin had fist the ball onto the post and away to safety. Oldcastle would go down the other end and get a score from it from uh, Jason Scully, which was an amazing and major turning point even so early in the game. And when you look back to it now, you kind of safely say that when something like that is happening, it's just not going to be your day, unfortunately. Their shooting was deplorable in the second half when they had the breeze and they had a, the lion's share of possession, Rackenny. They were so wasteful, a couple of awful frees from really established players that you'd You'd be so surprised, but it can happen to anyone on the big day, I suppose. Um, but you're right, Oldcastle did what they had to do, finished with 13 men. They had three black cards in the last 15 minutes. Uh, Jude McNabb going full, Sean Kavanagh with the with the black card to just get over the line. But, you know, you, you do whatever you have to do. And like Donald Kogan was at the receiving end, of two, if not three of those pull-downs, which are so cynical. It was horrendous to watch, but you do whatever you have to do to win and Oldcastle did that they got over the line and they had a bit of quality as well there's no doubt about it Scully Gareth O'Reilly Robbie Farley they had just a little bit more they were a little bit more economical and clinical in the final third than Rakeney were when they got their opportunities Yeah and then in the other of the semi-finals Trim against Waterstown Trim only hitting a measly 114 uh, what, what's that all about? <laughs> <laughs> well it, it's funny because I know we'll hear from Kevin Riley, but you know he was saying that Waterstown were averaging 19, 20 points a game up until this point. And yeah. now he was fully aware of that. So he knew that by 
curtailing them to whatever they did. I think it was 12 points in all, 2-6. Um, they, they would go a long way to win in this game. And like they shot themselves twice in the foot in the first half. Um, concession of two really sloppy goals. They were 1-1 to no score down after two minutes of the game. So they were four points down. But just like they did against Dunry, flicked the switch. And within minutes, they were three points up again. You know what I mean? When Lynchy uh, buried the penalty and... Uh, then Waterstown got level again. Another mistake through no fault of the goalkeeper, Peter Farrells. The ball was dropped twice by Trim Men and credit to Waterstown through Brian O'Connell and indeed Sam McCabe, two of the favourites of the We Are Mead podcast, uh, tucked away the goals brilliantly. But in fairness to Trim in the second half, against the breeze, they were outstanding. All over the pitch, Mickey. Limited Waterstown to just two points in the entire half. Both of them coming from the boot of Brian O'Connell from freeze. Um and that was also telling Mickey. So the, the trim forward line, despite the fact they only scored 114, they got contributions from four or five of their forwards. Whereas Waterstown, they had two six, one six of that came from Brian O'Connell, Sam McCabe getting the other goal. That, that's not going to be enough. You need bigger spread across the board. Trim were very impressive in fairness in the second half, did what they had to do and were comfortable victors in the end. Yeah, and it sets up uh, Mount Water and Ty, two teams that, you know, have been you'd always have put their name in the mix for an intermediate championship in the last six years. Um, you know, Trim and Oldcastle, it's always on, on the on the tip of your tongue when you talk about intermediate championship favourites, you're going to say Oldcastle or Trim. So it set up an, an unbelievable tie there in uh, the intermediate final. And then finally, Davey, we're going to move on now to the various Steel Senior Championship. And uh, we'll go to the relegation games quickly. Um, Friday night, O'Matney's against Coraha. Coraha 12, Navin O'Matney's 9. And then on Saturday at 2.30 in Trim, it was Ballinabracky 1.13, Dunshockland 1.7. And that sets up a disgustingly horrible um, mouth-watering uh, in a relegation final between two of the big guns um, in in Mead football, Navin O'Matney's against Dunshockland. And I just think it's terrible that one of these teams you know, who have such proud history in mead football and have been, both of them in, in the last 20 years have, have been, you know, a team that everybody has looked up to. You know, the early 2000s, it was all Dunchocklin and went to Leinster finals and the whole lot. Navin O'Matney's then took over from Dunchocklin and just were, you know, the, the pride of the county and the envy of every team in the county. And to see both of them now in a, in a, in a relegation final playoff is, is, is terrible but results don't lie and that's that that's the only thing is they both have had poor years Davy. yeah only a win each to their name after what what are we five six games now in the senior championship so you're right the results don't lie and i think you know we're looking at it from the point of view that you know Dunchocklin were winning the three in a row what 20 years ago and having a man he's won a championship six or seven years ago both 14 15, they did, they did the double, or they did, yeah. uh, they did back to back, 14, back 15. to back. But if you look at it objectively as to where the two clubs have been at and have been going for the last two or three to four years, it's not a major surprise. I, I don't think they've been yeah. really struggling, they're a long way away from challenging for senior championships, regardless of who gets the win and manages to stay up. Um, but it's just mad because I suppose going into the weekend, you'd have said, or many people would have said, it'll be Balnebracky and Curaha. You know, Balnebracky, the champions last year, Curaha, the winners the year before. 
two sides kind of rural enough wouldn't have a big pick they'll be the sides fighting it out and all of a sudden here we are with two massive kind of town teams as such competing yeah. um, it, it's mad and just to, the thought of one of them playing intermediate next year is what is the most bizarre thing and that's going to be the reality for one of them in two weeks time yeah yeah it really is and um, uh, yeah I'm just, just looking down and it just it's uh, it's shocking you know it really is that one of them are, is going to be uh, playing intermediate next year but like Navin Matneys have done it recently enough like uh, in the 2000s they were relegated um, back to intermediate won it came up and started winning senior championships again. So, but that was at a time when they had an awful lot of, you know, winning underage teams coming behind them. I suppose Dunshockland at the moment are backboned by an unbelievable under uh, minor team, an under 21 team or under 20 team that they had in the last few years. Whereas Davin O'Matney's probably don't have that at the moment. They do have good teams coming through, but they're going to be a few years behind, maybe three, three years away, I suppose, from 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 both from that senior team. But yeah, it's um it's a it's a crazy one. It really is. Um, but on my predictions, Davy, um I did go for Curraha and Balanabraki. I did speak about it as well, but it gets into a relegation battle. You know, and, and you, you went for I went for the two rural teams against the two, two town teams because it really is when you get into a, a relegation match, it really is an absolute battle. And the, the rural sides come out, Davy. The DJ, I know, brilliant, and I'm absolutely thrilled for the pair of them. You know, Curraha in particular have had a really, really tough year across cup and, and championship. Balnebracky have enjoyed some really high points, you know, in fairness. And I think whoever does decide that maybe deserve to preserve their status, it, it, it would be Balnebracky because they you know, they actually equip themselves really, really well in senior championship football. And uh, I think, you know, safety is the least of what they deserved overall. Um, but yeah, they, like it's amazing. And, and full credit to them. They ended up playing each other in the group. It would have been a travesty had they got to, had to play each other in the relegation final. But that's exactly the scenario facing the Havana Manis and Chocolate. They've already met in the championship this year. They're going to meet again. Yeah, they really are. And uh, yeah, best of luck to both sides in that one. As I said, my family are not going to be speaking to me after predicting a Curaha win over Navin O'Matneys. Um, Davey, as well, just to remind our listeners that on our Loyal Loyals podcast this week, we will have reviews from all of the, the games we have just talked about. Um, in the junior, we have Robbie Lynch, Davey Tallon from St. Vincent's and Hugh Durgan, the manager as well. And then we also have Connor Scully, Sean McGrath and Dean Quinn from Dunboyne's Premier Division 1 uh, uh, victory. Uh, in the intermediate, we have Kevin Riley, Darrell Lynch and Connor Quigley from Trim. And from Oldcastle, we have caught up with Jude McNabb, Jason Scully and Gareth O'Reilly. And then the senior, we caught up with the two winning t- uh, um, camps, Mihal McDermott, Stephen Shepherd, and the Evergreen Stephen Shepherd, and Tomas O'Reilly from Wolf Tones. And then from Dunboyne, we caught up with Conor O'Donoghue, Liam Byrne and Cahill Finn. So don't forget to go over to uh, Patreon forward slash We Are Meath and sign up for our podcast there. Davey, we will move on now and uh, we have some championship fixtures to come up for next weekend, uh, both football and hurling. Well, there's only one football match, but we'll, we'll give that fixture out now as well. So... On Friday night, Davey, I'll give this one out. It is the football one. It is Dunsany against Karen Ross in the Junior Championship um, semi-final. And that game is taking place in Courtown at a quarter past eight. Davey Rispin is mad to tell everybody about this game because it's the only game on next Friday night 
under the lights, only football game on, and you head on down there to court and Davy'll send you out a pin and get you the whole way down. What what else? What what entertainment have you on there, Davy? We'll have programs. We're going to have lotto's available for sale. We're going to have a, a tea and coffee cart. Basically, it's come in. It's called a pop box. Uh, there'll be all sorts of pastries and everything in it as well. Um, so if you if you want a, a full entertainment Friday night, come to Court Town. Um, as you said, standalone fixture on Friday night, only football game next weekend as well. It's not one to miss. It's Karen Ross and Dunsany for a place in the final against St. Vincent's. Um, should be an amazing game. Yeah, the Court Town Circus is coming to town. So that's Jamie. <laughs> uh, will I give out the hurling fixtures or will you? You go on. You 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 give out the hurling fixtures. Yeah. You're, small, you're the small ball expert. <laughs> Having there. Well, I need a weekend off next week after the, the football game, obviously. Um, in on Saturday, there's a couple of intermediate uh, quarterfinals down for decision, and uh, the first one in the Hanley's clean meals comes from Trim, and that is between Boards Mill and Retoth, uh, Retoth second string. Obviously, that's at half one, and then later in the day, um, from Father Plunkett Memorial Park, it is Kildaki versus Drumree at quarter past three in the intermediate. There's also um. A game in the junior hurling championship that day as well. Uh, it comes from Rapma Line between St. Peter's Dunboyne and Giltail. That's at half three. Um, and then moving on to Sunday, the senior hurling, um, Ted Murtha Clothing and Footwear senior hurling championship takes centre stage. Um, and the quarterfinals are as follows Giltail take on Kline at 2.45 in Park Talton. And uh, at the same time, simultaneously in Park Talton, or. Mm, Oh, at so, the same sorry. time in Park Talton. Uh, no, one of the, one of them is uh, one of them definitely isn't in Park Talton. I know that for a fact. I I think Dunboyne and Trim, which is the game I'm about to read out. I'm pretty sure that game is in Park Talton at two forty five. The other game I think could be probably in Trim. In Trim. Yeah, yeah Kiltail and Kiline. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, so but they are at the same time. I can I can uh, assure you that. Then in the <laughs> Junior Hurling Championship, Junior Two, uh, there's a couple of games down for decision as well on Sunday. Drumree take on Boards Mill at twelve o'clock in Longwood. And then it's Retolt and Kildaki also at 12 o'clock in Retolt. So Retolt actually have a he- home semi-final? Is that- oh, it does look like a venue Retolt. And, um, well, it is the junior two hurl. Maybe that was a, a part of it, that you got a home home advantage uh, if you topped your group or something in the junior two. We'll have to check that one out. Yeah, um, venues here on the... On the, the Hurling Championship, don't, I'd love to see those two games going ahead at the same time in Park College. <laughs> playing on the small pitch <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah but absolutely brilliant and look St. Peter's Dunboyne still going they're playing trim as we said on uh, Sunday in the hurling they have the ladies football in the senior final they have the lady the, the men's footballers in the senior uh, championship final they have the hurlers gone through to the senior quarter finals um, and they also won the premier division one um, championship on the weekend when, when Dunboyne come you know they come uh, Davey you know they were like you know when they're quiet <laughs> when, but when, when when one team goes to a final it's, it's like they all want to go to a final it's, like, it's, it's just something you notice over the last few years that when one team is going well they're all going well but if somebody is going poorly the next thing is they all go go bad like um, yeah it's, 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 it's a domino weird. effect in, in clubs Mickey it really yeah. is and there's always a feel good factor surrounding the club when, when one team starts to do well and more often than not that will follow with a second team or with the ladies you look at Simonstown or Tolton recent years 
Um, yeah. They're just prime examples of that, I would have said. So it, it's not too surprising, but absolutely fantastic that they're going so strong on all accounts. I don't know who was talking over the weekend. It's probably in one of the interviews and they were saying, you know, you know, at this stage of the year when you're struggling to get a pitch for training um, at the end of October, you know, you're going well. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say that was Dunboyne, yeah, it must have yeah. been, but uh, yeah, absolutely incredible stuff there, and uh, they're going up against uh, last year's uh, champions, um, who scraped through to a quarterfinal, and Dunboyne are unbeaten with four wins from four, or five wins from five in the group section, so um, yeah, all going well there, so um, that'll be an interesting quarterfinal in Park Dodgen. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised Automower dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. Davey, we will move on now, and um, I think we've got all the fixtures and results done, so we might move on to our lottos. And uh, have any of the club PROs been in contact with you? Yeah, a few have to be fair to them, um, and they've had the extra day now as well to get the lottos into us. So, uh, thanks a million as always to all of the club uh, PROs for sending us their lottos. The first one I have in from exactly seven days ago, uh, their new lotto will be actually taking place probably as we speak, to be honest with you, Mickey. It's some chocolate and Royal Gales. Um, the results from the 18th to the 10th, number strong were 8, 17, 19 and 25. They've no jackpot winner, surprise, surprise. Four match three winners who collect 50 or each. They were Marion Cleary, David Edwards, Porrick McGovern and Laura Burke. And next draw takes place on Tuesday, so it's actually not because it's a bank holiday, it's taking place on Tuesday as opposed to Monday at half eight live on Facebook. 30,000 euro of jackpot, 30,000 euro of reserve, 2,800 of a second reserve. You can play that on a club force. Along with GFC are next in and they had no winner of their 4,300 euro jackpot. The next draw takes place tonight, uh, Monday, um, which is the 25th. The lucky dip winners from last week were Noel Kerrigan, Eve O'Brien and Dean Kyo. The winning numbers were 1, 8, 12 and 24. Manalvi GFC, 10,000 euros not won last week, last Monday night. 1, 7, 14, and 15 were the numbers drawn. 320 euro winners who were Tommy Dunn, Jared Daly, and Rachel McCormick. Next draw takes place tonight, Monday. You can play it on manalvigfc.e or on the Club Force app. Reserve of 7,500 built up now. Uh, Ballinlock GFC, their 4,200 euro jackpot was not won either. The letters drawn were CNPT. That could have been in the uh, uh, <laughs> letters had it gone another way but uh, it didn't um, <laughs> the next draw takes place on the 1st November the match three winners who will share uh, 100 euro each were P McDonald or Shields N Smith P Plunkett and M Corcoran um, the next draw takes place in the Tatch pub uh, Corton GFC my own is 6,600 euro jackpot was not won the winning numbers uh, drawn were 10, 18, 28 and 30. Uh, Kenny Henry, uh, Noli Linsky, Linsky, Christopher McGar, Denise Moen, and Lindsay Rogers will share 20 euro or will share 100 euro each. Um, 
Next week's jackpot rolls on to €6,700, quarterandgea.com forward slash lotto, and the jersey winner there was Emma Henry. Oldcastle GFC, next up, the lotto is currently capped at 12000 next Wednesday. You can play that one on Club Force. And the final one on my list, Mickey, is from Gail Column Hill. Uh, no winner up there, €12,000 jackpot. Winning numbers drawn were 16, 17, 26, and 28. They had no match three winners, so it was a good night all round for Gail Column Hill. They didn't have to spend a penny. <laughs> well done Kill, kill, kill. Um, David the two that I have are the usual I have Central Stones Lotto uh, it takes place every Monday and it is €10,000 you can do it on the Smart Lotto or through their social media pages you can get the link or go onto their website same with the Simon Sim one go onto the website um, and uh, you can do the Lotto through that or go onto Clubs app and you'll be able to find it there and um, the Lotto last week was 6915 there was no winner the Lucky Dip winners were Seamus Byrne, Kira Ford, and Tony Gagan. And next week's um, lotto on Friday, the 29th of October, is €7,000. So again, if you're not in, you can't win. Uh, Jelly just as well said, the same as last week, I'll be extremely hungover and probably be on the beer again um, on Saturday. So I'll send it through to you early. I'm sure Davey Rispin will get a Malibu and Milk post later on too. Did you get your, your Malibu and Milk uh, post, Davey? I don't, I don't know, did he? I can't remember. No, I don't think he did, to be honest. He normally does, but no. Yeah, he must have been too far gone to be sending you, uh, um, what, what is it? Is it a Snapchat or what, what way does he do? Uh, Instagram story tag. Oh, an, an Instagram story. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I'm just not hip enough for all that crack. Um, but uh, yeah, as we said, if you're not in any of those lottos, you can't win them. So uh, get on to your local club and uh, start doing the lotto, basically. Okay, Davey, we're going to move on now to Instagram Interactive. And um, I'm sure there's been a few with the semi-final weekend in progress. I'm sure you've had a few Instagrams. And firstly, the quickest one I want to, just before we do, did you happen to get one from Tom O'Connor at all over the weekend? It's just, you know, he, he the highs and lows of Tom O'Connor, basically. Yeah, he was on a high after Friday. He was on a low after Saturday, though. Uh Look, at 50% isn't bad. When you have two clubs and one of them wins, you'll take that, I suppose, most weeks. Um, he's not used to it, usually. But uh, <laughs> anyway, he's done and dusted now. His clubs are both finished their respective campaigns now, of course. So he'll be a neutral for the final. Yeah, he can concentrate now on, uh, on enjoying himself. Jumping on another bandwagon, maybe the Vincents. Yeah, Vincents. Uh, Dunboyne. Would he, yeah. would, would he cross over that far? Yeah. Yeah, who else? I, I think he has a few pounds on Sabaters than Boyan as well. So he was no doubt cheering for them against Ashburn on Saturday. Um, <laughs> we'll move on. Come a on. Double edged sword, that one. Uh, first one in comes in from Ronan Thompson, and he said, The Bracks are where they belong. Yeah, the Bracks are back, baby. Um, or the Bracks are staying. Yeah, they're not back, they're staying. Yeah, no, look, delighted for Battle of Rocky, in fairness, because their championship campaign. You know, was that good that they deserved to be in a quarterfinal and not to be in a relegation playoff? So yeah. they probably, out of all the teams that went into relegation, were probably the team that were most aggrieved to be in, in a relegation playoff. Yeah, absolutely. Fully agreed. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, 
Automore from your phone. Automore also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised Automore dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard, County Mead. Uh, Robert Purfield next in, and he said, What a weekend of football! Yeah, absolutely incredible between the ladies and the men's. Um, absolutely brilliant. And you know, there was there was there was uh, ups and downs for different teams and whatever, and there was the odd upset or shock here and there as well, Davey. So, um, yeah, great stuff. Next one comes in from Shane Mangan, and he said, The old castle, Vuvuzelas. <laughs> Go on, tell me about it, Davey. I, it was it was bad form now. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, so there was there was like Vuvuzelas, but basically horns in the crowd. Okay. And uh, they were being they were being blown when Rakeni players were taking freeze. And I'm not saying they missed the freeze down to it, but it couldn't have helped them. Like they were literally being blown just as the fellow was about to kick the free, and they were so loud and annoying. Um, okay. I, I didn't I didn't I didn't like it. I didn't like it to be honest with you. Um, and I said that in commentary too. I, I thought it was. I thought it was poor. Yeah, well, you do what you have to win, isn't that what you say? Um, you know, maybe Jude, maybe Jude bought them for the lads. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's something that's done up in Tyrone all the time, I believe. Really? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, joking, joking. Um, there's a huge love in for Old Castle on the podcast this week. Owen Muldoon is next in, and he said Jason Scully for Sam. <laughs> Look, Jason Scully, who has well, I suppose. He hasn't been a standout performer this year because different lads have maybe uh, uh, taken the headlines. And but he's been doing his job, and he stood up when when he was needed in the semi final. And you know that's that's when you want your big player standing up. Yeah, captain leading by example, and he did have a few injuries earlier in the season, but he's coming good now. Yeah. And JP Purcell followed that up by saying Oldcastle for the intermediate. Um. Well, is this going to start a rift with the trim lads now? I don't think so. Well, maybe you will. <laughs> um, Rian Mulvaney said the exact same Old Castle for Intermediate. And next one came in. There's a lot of Old Castles for Intermediate. Owen Griffin says Collie Hardon is the GOAT. <laughs> um, JP Purcell said give Gareth O'Reilly an All Star. Um, Paul Wade said CJ Healy is gorgeous. What a man. <laughs> Where else? Uh, Alan Moore. Carl Gibney is going to Karen Ross tonight, I heard. I don't know why he'd be going to Karen Ross when it's not going to be a good night in Oldcastle, I'd say. Yeah, and you're probably going to stay out of Karen Ross at the minute. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you wouldn't watch it catch there. Uh, <laughs> I think that's all the Oldcastle stuff done and dusted. Killian Rafferty said about the Rakeni freeze. Right. Yeah, look, that's, that, that is bad form. Um, yeah, but look. The old castle lads, they'll, they'll put that behind them. And obviously, it's not the players. Um, you know, they should, should probably not be getting the rap for it. Um, yeah, Colin McAreevy said, Rakeni missed chances from free kicks were at under 12 level. Jesus. Um, they, were, 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 they, were they that close? Were they that scorable, Davey? They were, yeah, they were um, really, as I said, uncharacteristic misses from the lads earlier on and still be back stronger. You know, they're, they're good footballers and stuff. Everybody can have those days. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been they were concentrating on the Premier Division 5 final, I'd say. Yeah, possibly, yeah. yeah. Um, Matthew Brennan, he said, never doubt the half. Well, that's it. Uh, the half, uh, they're the last ones laughing. They sure are. Mm. 
Extra time sport said Robert Cox coming off the bench and scoring one one for the Blackhall Gales thirds versus Dunshockland. I said ah, self praise is no praise. Oh, he said to himself, did he? Let's <laughs> up against these days, oh, Mickey. Um, look, at the end of the day, if someone else is not going to send it in, maybe he was supposed to send it in from the woman's phone or something. Like that. Potentially, like yeah. Uh, Jamie Cooney said some win for the Brax. Yeah. No, brilliant. Like it is. Um, and, you know, quite comprehensive as well in the end. Six-point win over um, Dunshockland. Um, yeah, um, fully deserving of, of their place in senior championship. And that will stand to them now. That will stand yeah. to them. Um, Joseph Shepherd next in, and he said, Tones dethroning Ratoth. Yeah. Um, look, a, a depleted Ratoth team, but you can't take away from uh, Wolf Tones. They went out, they set out their stall. Would it have made a difference if the other you know, lads that were missing from Ratoth were there? Probably, probably not. You know, you, with the way Ratoth or with the way um, Wolf Tone set out their stall, maybe it wouldn't have. But look, you can't take away from Wolf, Wolf Tone's absolutely brilliant, phenomenal year. Um, didn't they go through the the um, bah, 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 the Fesh Cup unbeaten until the final? They did, I think. And then yeah. they went through the group stage of the championship unbeaten. Like they've only lost one game. Yeah. They, they lost last year's Fresh Cup final as well. Yeah. 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 Some going in fairness. Absolutely. absolutely incredible. Brilliant year. are next in, and they said Navalomatney's ladies outrageous display in the 30 yard kicks after extra time in the intermediate football championship semi final. Yeah, absolutely class. Um, I'd love to have been there for that. I'd say there would have been serious excitement and serious pressure as well. Yeah, four, four, it must have been four out of four to kick. Four out of four. Yeah, because they won four two. So won four two. Wow. That's or, else, or else, or else, Colin O'Brien there, or sorry, inverted commas, Davin O'Matley's um, made a mistake. Was he on yeah, the juice? Yeah. Was, he, was he on the juice? He's never off it. Uh, <laughs> Jack Walsh said big three points for Shamrock Rovers in Longford. I actually met Jack Walsh in the piano bar on Sunday night um, and he says, we need to do more League of Ireland stuff. He says, that's where it's at. He says, you need more League of Ireland content. <laughs> I just yeah. seen, I seen the big lummox like down the, the queue and I says, will you feck off with the League of Ireland stuff? And sure enough, here he comes. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, like... Look, they, they were always going to go down. It was, it was against Longford, wasn't it? It was, it was Longford. Yeah. yeah, it was three nil to to, to Shamrock Rovers. They were always going to be Longford. Like, that was that was a given. Uh, Lee and Nora Walsh is next in, and she says under 19s football not going ahead this year. Ooh, the club football is it? Yeah. But, look, there's been so much stuff that hasn't gone ahead in ladies football this year, which is absolutely bizarre. Uh, the intercounty minor championship. Team. Um, mm. Loads, loads. That could be lads though as well. You know, there's oh the um, lads as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but Peter Duffy actually sent us one in linked to that, and he said Kildare moving the under 19s to under 23, which is uh, a good move, as in it's to accommodate people who would have missed out their under 21 football, so they're making an under 23 competition for those fellas. Yeah. Oh, so they're making an extra competition. Yeah, so as opposed to doing like an under nineteens or an under twenties or whatever it was previously, they're they're stretching out to under twenty threes to accommodate the fellas that would have missed you know their last year playing yeah, under twenty one yeah, yeah, football. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But even I think if they did that, I don't think Peter Duffy would still get a game for Simon Sen, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, yeah, drops the mic. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, next one in is from Shane Mulvaney, and he said, Centerstown ladies back in another senior final. Yeah, that, that was, I was delighted to see that as well. Um, you know, they were the kingpins of ladies football and me for so long. And then, you know, just nearly disappeared in the last six or seven years. And now they're back. Um, it's amazing. It's a great work being done to get them back to a senior championship final. And they're going to have a say in that final against Dunboyne. Yes, Dunboyne are going to go in as firm favourites. Um, but look, if, 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 if there was ever a team or a club that could put it up to another team in a championship final, it would be central Uh Alan Brown, you've obviously hacked his account, Mickey. He said, how wrong was Davey this week? <laughs> what he's basically saying there, Davey, is how right was Mickey this week? I know, he didn't say that. <laughs> that's, that's, that's exactly Hang on, did you not? You picked for a tote as well. No, I didn't. No, Davey, yes, I haven't. Did. I talked about it for about an hour. Yeah, and then toads. you picked your told. No, I'm, you didn't. I'm telling you, and you nah, made me do that. I, I, you made I'm me do that back. last week. I'm you made listening me back. do that last week as well. See you then. I'm listening you back. Go. I'm completely No, you talked about Wolf Tones and you were like, I'll go for a talk. Did not. Uh, Wolf Tones sent in four eyeballs, just four of the eyes. Yeah, for you. For you, Davey. So the word. The eyeball, they're eyeballing you, not me. I called it. Um, David Ferris next in and he said Sean McGrath athlete for Dunboyne in the attic now <laughs> no doubt he is <laughs> actually the nightclub in the chocolate probably did open this week so he probably was in the attic because <laughs> that's what I thought he was on about every week he was saying that uh, uh, Dean Pepper next in says howler for Sidden go on Dean rub salt into the wounds good lad uh, absolutely uh, yeah it's um, it's it's it's, it's, it's it is. Look, it was going to be a hurler for Kilmainham if it wasn't. Uh, you know. mm. Abby Quinn says the underdogs staying where they belong. Um, Brax Abu. The underdogs staying where they belong. Okay, that's not. It's, it's in favour of Balnebracky. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, look, I, I again, I, I, I wouldn't have said they would have been. Um, if you're going on form this year, they wouldn't have been underdogs going into that game. I don't think. Yeah. Shawnee Fitz says Oily Lynch finally approving of Dara. Well, that, that's fantastic. That's that's Ollie Lynch. He's the father of Dara and Aaron Lynch. So he's finally approving of the older son. <laughs> you know, he's now in the pub and and, and and the people say to him, you know, are you Aaron Lynch's father, and now he's saying, Yeah, but I'm also Robbie's father as well, you know. So uh. <laughs> um Oren Begley said Stephen Shepherd still has it. He does. Shep is incredible. Shep is like he's been doing it for how long now? Still doing it, plucking ball out of the air against uh at the weekend and you know incredible performance for Shep. Yeah, different gravy. Uh Brennan Byrne next in and he says Danny Quinn not pa- not passing it when there was a two of his teammates waiting to tap in an open goal. Tell us more. Was not the game, Mickey. I, I didn't see. Obviously, Danny Quinn went solo and went on his own. Um, I didn't look to pass to his teammates. That's the difference. That is the difference. That I'm, I'm always, I'm always trying to coach that into to, into the players, the younger players. You make sure the goal. Make sure the goal. Uh, Adam McDonald says Dunchoklin and O'Mahony's dot dot dot. Yeah, 
it's making for a very very interesting um uh relegation final a, a relegation final that could draw as much of an audience and <laughs> spectators to that game as the senior final because yeah, that do. is just going to be huge David Ferris said Drumree women are athletes. Big win the weekend. Uh, they did. They won the junior yes. championship. Camogie. I think there's a couple of results in that we might look to go back on as well um, because there was some Camogie games played over the weekend too, Mickey. Um, next I, um, I, I, I actually was coming through from Shockland and Drumree uh, earlier today and uh, actually it came through Drumree into Dunshockland. And the whole way from Drumree right into Dunchoklin, the roundabout it did in in, in Dunchoklin. Flags everywhere, bunting, bunting all over the roundabout in Dunchoklin, and it was all up Drumree, up Drumree, absolutely incredible stuff. And um, they really paint the town red, so they do red and white um, when they get to a county final. So well done to Drumree in that Camogie final. Hey, Brian Maguire said it's 2004 again. Arsenal are back and Navin Amani's getting relegated. <laughs> <laughs> are Arsenal back though? Well, we're getting there. Let's <laughs> not talk. I don't, I don't think it's 2004 again from an Arsenal standpoint. But yeah, look, he could be onto something. Um, yeah, let's, not, let's not talk about the uh, Premiership for the weekend. <laughs> no, Jesus, yeah. I, look, it's gone that bad. I don't even slag you now. Do you remember what I was like last year with you? You were like, no, nah, we won't even talk about Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Adam Chute says, ref afraid to give Key McBride a card. Oh, uh, did you did you have any thoughts on that, Davey? No, not, not particularly. Uh, I can't remember too many scenarios where I thought he deserved a card, to be, to be honest with you. I, I could be wrong, but no, I, I don't think so. No. Um, so we also, sorry, there is one more Instagram interactive I want to read out, but of course there was the Kamogi um, finals as well, Mickey, which we'll try and get a couple of results for. Um, yeah. In the Junior B final, Kaline were big winners over Navin Amani, 7-14. To one two, so a massive win in the final for Kline in the intermediate. Drumree back in senior, uh, they hammered Kilmes in second string three sixteen to seven points. So a huge win there for Drumree in uh, in the intermediate final. Um, the junior A Trim defeated uh, Retolt one thirteen to two four, and I think that was all the Kamogi finals. The best of my knowledge um, at the weekend and sorry the last Instagram interactive I have on mine is from Navin O'Mahony's Mickey and they want to talk <laughs> no no it's, it's actually, for a reason I don't know no, what no I didn't this is this is good uh, they, they want to plug the uh, Zach Rocks fundraiser yes um, and Colin O'Brien sent me in fairness to him he sent me a, a good amount of um, information that I'll just try and get up now so I can read out for you Mickey and uh, he said, the, as part of our family fundraiser of football in aid of Zach Rock's fund, we will be holding a raffle. Just some of the uh, great prizes are listed below. Get your tickets now. You can get them on Clubspot. Um, 
So it's a festival of football. It'll be on Sunday morning in Paddy O'Brien Park. So if people are going to Park Talton next weekend for the hurling games, do pop in there. There'll be a bit of crack, raffle, competitions, teas, coffees, cakes, etc. That's taking place on Sunday the 31st, which Colin O'Brien says in inverted commas is next week. <laughs> so it is definitely <laughs> next Sunday. But it's a, look, it's a great fundraiser. And if anybody is knocking about Paddy O'Brien Park or Navin next Sunday morning, do call in there and uh, support a great cause. Yeah, I believe they're going to have tea, coffee stalls, and biscuits, and cakes, and cokes, and all that, and all the all everything that's raised is going towards the the, the fund for Zach. And so, do as Davy said, if you're in the area, just pop in and and get involved and, and and buy something, you know, just to support this fundraiser. Absolutely brilliant from uh, the lads in Navan uh, Davy, Davy, have you anything else for this week's podcast? No, that's it for me, Mickey. Okay, and that's it from me. So remember, we are me, why it matters more.